0: Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, reading today from a sermon once preached by Charles Spurgeon. The title is Following the Risen Christ, and this is part two. We are urged by the Apostle to use the life which we have received. And so, secondly, let us exercise the new life in suitable pursuits. Now let me go back to the text Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Part 1 was considering our spiritual rising with Christ, and now exercising the new life in suitable pursuits. Let your actions be agreeable to your new life. First then, let us leave the sepulchre. If we are quickened, our first act should be to leave the region of death. Let us quit the vault of a merely outward religion and let us worship God in spirit and in truth. Let us have done with priestcraft and all the black business of spiritual undertaking and let the dead bury their dead. We will have none of it. Let us have done with outward forms and rites and ceremonies which are not of Christ's ordaining. Let us know nothing save Christ crucified, for that which is not of the living Lord is a mere piece of funeral pomp, fit for the cemeteries of formalists, whose whole religion is a shoveling in of dust on coffin lids. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, that which is born of the flesh his flesh. Let us also quit the vault of carnal enjoyments, wherein men seek to satisfy themselves with provision for the flesh. Let us not live by the sight of the eye, nor by the hearing of the ear. Let us not live for the amassing of wealth, or the gaining of fame, for these are to be as dead things to the man who is risen in Christ. Let us not live for the world which we see, nor after the fashion of men to whom this life is everything. Let us live as those that have come out of the world, and who, though they are in it, are no more of it. Let us be unmindful of the country from whence we came out, and leave it, as Abraham did, as though there were no such country, henceforth dwelling with our God Sojourners with him, seeking a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. As Jesus Christ left behind him all the abodes of death, let us do the same. And then let us hasten to forget every evil, even as our Lord hastened to leave the tomb. How little a time, after all, did he sojourn among the dead. He must needs lie in the heart of the earth three days, but he made them as short as possible, so that it is difficult to make out the three days at all. They were there, for there were fragments of each period, but surely never were three days so short as Jesus made them. He cut them short in righteousness, and being loosed from the pains of death, he rose early at the very break of day. At the first instant that it was possible for him to get away from the sepulchre consistently with the scriptures, he left the napkin and the grave clothes and stood in the garden waiting to salute his disciples. So let it be with us. There should be no lingering, no loitering, no hankering over after the world, no clinging to its vanities, no making provision for the flesh. Up in the morning early, O ye who are spiritually quickened, Up in the morning early from your ease, your carnal pleasure, your love of wealth and self, and away out from the dark vault into a congenial sphere of action. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. To pursue the analogy, when our Lord had left the tomb thus early, he spent a season on earth among his disciples. And we are to pass the time of our sojourning here on earth as his was passed, and in holy service. Our Lord reckoned that he was on the move from earth as soon as he rose. If you remember, he said, I ascend unto my Father and your Father. He did not say, I shall ascend, as though he looked at it as a a future thing, but he said, I ascend, as if it were so quickly to be done that it was already doing. Forty days he stayed, for he had forty days' work to do, But he looked upon himself as already going up into heaven. He had done with the world. He had done with the grave. And now he said, I ascend to my father and your father. We also have our 40 days to tarry here. The period may be longer or shorter, as the providence of God ordains. But it will soon be over. And the time of our departure will come. Let us spend our risen life on earth as Jesus spent his in a greater seclusion from the world, and in greater nearness to heaven than ever. Our Lord occupied himself much in testimony, manifesting himself, as we have already seen, in diverse ways to his friends and followers. Let us also manifest the fruits of our risen life and bear testimony to the power of God. Let all men see that you are risen So live that there can be no more doubt about your spiritual resurrection than there was about Christ's literal resurrection. Let us spend the time of our sojourning here in the fear of God, worshiping him, serving him, glorifying him, endeavoring to set everything in order for the extension of our master's kingdom, for the comforting of his saints, for the accomplishment of his sacred purposes. But now I've I've led you up so far, I want to go further and rise higher. May the Lord help us. Let our minds ascend to heaven in Christ. Even while our bodies are here, we are to be drawn upwards with Christ, attracted to him so that we can say, He hath raised up us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our text saith, Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. What is this but rising to heavenly pursuits? Jesus has gone up. Let us go up with him. As to these bodies, we cannot as yet ascend, for they are not fit to inherit the kingdom of God. Yet let our thoughts and hearts mount up and build a happy rest on high. Let not a stray thought alone ascend like one lone bird which sings and mounts the sky, but let our whole mind, soul, spirit, heart arrive as when doves fly as a cloud. Let us be practical, too, and in very deed seek the things that are above. Seek them because we feel we need them. Seek them because we greatly prize them. Seek them because we hope to gain them. For a man will not heartily seek for that which he hath no hope of obtaining. The things which are above, which we are even now to seek, are such as these. Let us seek heavenly communion, for we are no more numbered with the congregation of the dead. But we have fellowship in Christ's resurrection and with all the risen ones. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and our conversation is in heaven. Let us seek to walk with the living God and to know the fellowship of the Spirit. Let us seek heavenly graces, for every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Let us seek more faith, more love, more patience, more zeal. Let us labor after greater charity, greater brotherly kindness, greater humbleness of spirit. Let us labor after likeness to Christ, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Seek to bear the image of the heavenly, and to wear those jewels which adorn heavenly spirits. Seek those things which are above, that is, heavenly joys. O seek to know on earth. The peace of heaven, the rest of heaven, the victory of heaven, the service of heaven, the communion of heaven, the holiness of heaven. You may have foretastes of all these. Seek after them. Seek in a word to be preparing for the heaven which Christ is preparing for you. You are soon to dwell above. Robe yourselves for the great festival. Your treasure is above. Let your hearts be with it. All that you are to possess in eternity is above where Christ is. Rise, then, and enjoy it. Let hope anticipate the joys which are reserved, and so let us begin our heaven here below. If you then be risen with Christ, live according to your risen nature, for your life is hid with Christ in God. What a magnet to draw us towards heaven should this fact be, that Christ sitteth. At God's right hand. Where should the wife's thoughts be when her husband is away, but with the absent and beloved one? You know, brethren, it is not otherwise with us. The objects of our affection are always followed by our thoughts. Let Jesus, then, be as a great lodestone, drawing our meditations and affections toward himself. He is sitting, for his work is done. As it is written, this man, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Let us rise and rest with him. He is sitting on a throne. Observe his majesty, delight in his power, and trust in his dominion. He is sitting at the right hand of God in the place of honor and favor. This is a proof that we are beloved and favored of God, for our representative has the choicest place at God's right hand. Let your hearts ascend and enjoy that love and favor with him. Take wing, my thoughts, and fly away to Jesus. My soul, hast thou not often said, Woe me that I dwell in Meshach and tabernacle in the tents of Kedar. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, that I might flee away and be at rest. Well, now then, my soul, here are wings for thee. Jesus draws thee upward. Thou hast a right to be where Jesus is, for thou art married to him. Therefore, let thy thoughts abide with him, rest in him, delight in him, rejoice in him, and yet again rejoice. The sacred ladder is before us. Let us climb it until by faith we sit in the heavenlies with him. May the Spirit of God bless these words to you. And thirdly, inasmuch as we are risen with Christ, let the new life delight itself in suitable objects. This brings in the second verse. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection. These words do not quite express the meaning, though they are as near it as any one clause could well come we might render it thus have a relish for things above or study industriously things above or or set your mind on things above not on things on the earth that which is proper enough for a dead man is quite unsuitable for a risen one objects of desire which might suit us when we were sinners are not legitimate nor worthy objects for us when we are made saints. As we are quickened, we must exercise life, and as we have ascended, we must love higher things than those of earth. What are these things above which we should set our affections upon? I ask you now to lift your eyes above yon clouds and this lower firmament to the residence of God. What see you there? First, there is God himself. Make him the subject of your thoughts, your desires, your emotions, your love. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thine heart. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Call him God, my exceeding joy. Let nothing come between you and your heavenly Father. What is all the world if you have not God? And when you once have God, what matters it, though all the world be gone? God is all things, and when thou canst say, God is mine, thou art richer than Cursus. O to say, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. O to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. That is what the law required. It is what the gospel enables us to render. What see I next? I see Jesus, who is God, but yet is truly man. Need I press upon you, beloved, to set your love upon the well-beloved? Has he not won your heart? Doth he not hold it now as under a mighty spell? I know you love him. Fix your mind on him then. Often meditate upon his divine person, his perfect work, his mediatorial glory, his second coming, his glorious reign, his love for you, your own security in him, your union with him. Oh, let these sweet thoughts possess your breasts, fill your mouths, influence your lives. Let the morning break with thoughts of Christ. Let your last thought at night be sweetened with his presence. Set your affection upon him who has set his affection upon you. But what next do I see above? I see the new Jerusalem, which is the mother of us all. I see the church of Christ, triumphant in heaven, with which the church militant is one. We do not often enough realize the fact that we are come unto the general assembly and church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. Love all the saints, but do not forget the saints above. Have fellowship with them, for we make but one communion. Remember those, as the songwriter said, who once were mourning here below and wet their couch with tears, who wrestled hard as we do now with sins and doubts and fears. Speak with the braves who have won their crowns, the heroes who have fought a good fight and now rest from their labors, waving the palm. Let your hearts be often among the perfected with whom you are to spend eternity. And what else is there above that our hearts should love but heaven itself? It is the place of holiness, Let us so love it that we begin to be holy here. It is the place of rest. Let us so delight in it that by faith we enter into that rest. O my brethren, you have vast estates which you have never seen. And methinks if I had an estate on earth which was soon to be mine, I should wish to take a peep over the hedge now and then. If I could not take possession, I should like to see what I had in reversion. I would make an excuse to pass that way and and say to any who were with me, that estate's going to be mine before long. In your present poverty, console yourselves with the many mansions. In your sickness, delight much in the land where the inhabitants shall no more say, I am sick. In the midst of depression of spirit, comfort your heart with the prospect of unmixed felicity. Another poem, no more fatigue, no more distress. Nor sin nor death shall reach the place, no groans to mingle with the songs which warble from immortal tongues. But are you fettered to earth? Can you not project yourself into the future? The stream of death is narrow. Cannot your imagination and your faith leap over the brook to stand on the hither shore awhile and cry, All is mine, and mine forever. Where Jesus is, there shall I be. Where Jesus sits, there shall I rest. Far from a world of grief and sin, with God eternally shut in. Set your affection on things above. Oh, to get away at this present time from these dull cares which, like a fog, envelop us. Even we that are Christ's servants and live in his court, at times feel weary and droop as if his service were hard. He never means it to be a bondage, and it is our faith if we make it so. It's our fault. Martha's service is due, but she is not called to be cumbered with much serving. That is her own arrangement. Let us serve abundantly and yet sit with Mary at the Master's feet. You who are in business and mix with the world by the necessity of your callings must find it difficult to keep quite clear of the down-dragging influences of this poor world. It will hamper you if it can. You're like a bird, which is always in danger when it alights on the earth. There are lime twigs and traps and nets and guns, and a poor bird is, is never safe except upon the wing and up aloft. Yet birds must come down to feed and and they do well to gather their meal in haste and then take to their wings again. When we come down among men, we must speedily be up again. When you have to mix with the world and see its sin and evil, yet take heed that you do not light on the ground without your father. And then as soon as ever you have picked up your barley, rise again, away, away, for this is not your rest. You are like Noah's dove flying over the waste of waters. There is no rest for the sole of your feet, but on the ark with Jesus. On this resurrection day, fence out the world. Let us chase away the wild boar of the wood. Let the vines bloom and the tender grapes give forth their good smell. And let the beloved come and walk in the garden of our souls while we delight ourselves in him and in his heavenly gifts. Let us not carry our burden of things below on this holy day, but let us keep it as a day unto the Lord. On this day we are no more to work with our minds than with our hands. Cares and anxieties of an earthly kind defile the day of sacred rest. The essence of the keeping of the Lord's day lies in worry and murmuring and unbelief with which too many are filled. Put these away, uh, beloved. For we are risen with Christ, and it is not suitable that we should wander among the tombs. Nay, rather let us sing unto the Lord a new song and praise him with our whole soul. Charles Spurgeon. And May I add that this message can be used any day of the week, any week of the year. This message is from Twelve Sermons on the Resurrection. It's a collection of Spurgeon messages. In the Charles H. Spurgeon Library, published by the Baker Book House, 1968. While you're here, please do look around and uh, check out the different things that we have on this site. We have many other messages of men of God. Uh, we have uh, PDFs of the different books that I have written. We have. Uh, you can go to Pasturelands can go to my that's my youtube channel you can go to amazon.com and read some of the books that i've written and uh, look around the site i'm sure you're going to find so many things that will bless you thank you that you could visit with us today and this is the hackberry house of chosun this audio is being released on august 23rd 2022 lord willing we'll talk again real soon bye-bye